and uh, last time we stopped at the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَتَرَى الشَّمْسَ إِذَا طَلْعَتْ تَزَاوَرُ عَنْ كَافِيهِمْ ذَاتَ الْيَمِينِ وَإِذَا غَرَبَتْ تَقَرِذُهُمْ ذَاتَ الشِّمَالِ وَهُمْ فِي فَجْوَةٍ مِّنْهِ ذَلِكَ مِنْ آيَاتِ اللَّهِ مَنْ يَهْدِي اللَّهُ فَهُوَ الْمُهْتَدِ وَمَنْ يُذْلِ الْفَلَنْ تَجْلَ لَهُ وَلِيًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says tara shamsa idha tala'at tazawaru an kahfim dhati al-yamini wa idha gharabat taqariduhum dhati al-shimal wa hum fi fajwatin min so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says they were positioned and stationed in a place which is a big area inside the cave and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made the sun in a way whenever it rises it will not face them directly you know it will tilt a bit and when it is also setting, also the same thing will happen. So we said last uh, week, uh, this is the way Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preserve, you know, his people. You know, whether they are alive or they are dead, this is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preserve his, uh, his people. Uh, Ibn Kathir says, وَقَدْ أَخْبَرَ اللَّهُ تَعَلَىٰ بِذَلِكَ وَأَرَادَ مِنَّا فَهْمَهُ وَتَدَبَّرَهُ He says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told us this. And he wanted us to understand this and also to uh, ponder upon it. وَلَمْ يُخْبِرْنَا بِمَكَانِ الْكَافِ وَفِي أَيِّ بِلَادِ مِنَ الْأَرْضِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talked to us and he wants us to understand and to, to, uh, uh, to not just to understand it but to ponder upon it. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted us to ponder upon it. And... Uh, at the same time, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not tell us the place of the calf, where exactly the calf is located. Because what is the benefit of knowing the location of the calf, you know? Yeah, if you say it, you might say yeah, it will increase uh, you in uh, the Iman, you know, and on and on and on. But if Quran doesn't do that job for you, then how is it possible a cave and the same goes to the people who are complaining so much that some of the Athar are uh, uh, destroyed you know uh, uh, Athar means some of the the, the, the the things which are left you know uh, by the companions of the Prophet that used to be in that time and people complain sometimes a person will tell you that he couldn't feel anything when he goes to Mecca and Medina because all of those things are gone and subhanallah, that's a big deficiency in Iman, you know? Because where did you, why did you go to Makkah actually? You're going for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or you're going for somebody else? And if you're going for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there are places where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks you to visit. None of these places that a person is complaining is included among the places that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala asks us to visit. And then somebody will open his mouth and say that he doesn't feel that spiritual righteousness when he goes to Mecca or Medina, you know, because so many things have been destroyed, you know. I'm not talking about destroying them right, wrong, right, wrong, whatever. But the question is when a Muslim says this, you know, 
isn't it the time for us to check our iman and see what brought you to Makkah actually? You know, uh, Quran doesn't have the capacity to cause you to reflect. Going to the masjid and seeing the Kaaba, you know, you don't reflect upon that. But then uh, something which is set to be, you know, we are not even sure in many of these things. You're not even sure whether they're the thing or not. And even if they are, you know, we are not, uh, we don't have anything from the Prophet that specific virtue is given to them. So we have to understand this, uh, uh, this issue correctly, you know, and it's really, really very dangerous, you know, for a person to utter this, you know, that you cannot reflect when you are in the masjid of the Prophet and you cannot reflect when you are in the presence of the Kaaba, you know, you don't reflect upon all of these things that Allah SWT asks you to visit. But then you tell that you're reflecting when you go. You know that there are some people who said, I heard, you know, with my own ears, somebody was saying that if he goes to the places where he sees idols, he, is, he feels more spiritual, you know. To get that. Salah, salamu alayhi you know. I wish I misunderstand him, you know. But that was his statement. You know, that he doesn't feel anything when he visits Makkah or Medina, but he feels more spiritual when he when he visit in the places of the idols, you know. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala salam al-afiyah. So we have to preserve our iman and our aqidah and our allegiance to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his loves. What Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala connects you with, stay with it. You know, Umar radiallahu anhu, when he went to the black stone and he kissed it, he said, inni alam annaka hajar la tadhur wa la tanfa. He wanted to send a message to everyone, you know. And that's Umar radiallahu He doesn't tolerate anything that is going against the law of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, especially when it comes to Tawheed. You don't compromise anything, you know. Fiqh matters, you might have certain understanding, but fiqh ma uh, uh, Tawheed matters, that it shows no compromise. <coughs> the tree where the Sulh Hudaybiyah took place, when Umar see people started to seek barakah from it and uh, going beyond the limit, what did he do? Well, cut it off. Just took it off. Uh, he knows that, yes, slowly, 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 this tree is going to be worshipped one day. So he took it off. That's why when he went to the black stone, he looked at the black stone and said to black stone, Inni you know, He says, I know and I believe that you, you don't benefit and you don't harm. The one who does this is the creator of the two things. He says he don't harm. If I do not see, if not because of the fact that I have seen Rasulullah If it is not because of the fact that I have seen Rasulullah kissing you, I will never kiss you. So as I was saying, you know, it is really good for us to check our Iman from time to time. You know, you can compromise anything, but not Iman. You know, your statement should be uh, wisely, you know, controlled. You know, you should control your statement. You should put a big control in your tongue. So Islamically, we are supposed to attach ourselves to things which Allah wants to ask us to attach ourselves to them. Uh, and also, it is always good for us when Allah Mata did not go into much detail about something, we shouldn't go into the detail. Because it is not going to benefit you. This is what Ibn Kathir is trying to tell you here. He says, go into the much detail, trying to search and see, you have to find the location of the, the people of Kaf. 
if you spend the time you are spending to find the location of the people of Kahf in memorization of the Quran, long ago you memorize it, you know. It takes you to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, brings you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, much more than when you find the, the place of the people of Kahf. And you know that if this place is going to be found, you know what is going to be happen, happening, you know. So is it even good for us to find it? That's the question. If it is good for us, Allah Subhanahu will precisely tell us the place where it is located. Precisely, because it is good for us. Because it's a part of what Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala told us He did for us. Rasulullah did not live this life. He did not live this life without telling us anything that will benefit us in this life and asking us to stay away from anything that will cause harm to our dunya and akhirah. But he did not mention to us where these people are located. So if somebody went and searched and find a place where he think that this is the place of people of Kaf, what do you think our people are going to do? The place will be eaten. The place will be worshipped and the place will be eaten. So it's even not nice, you know, for somebody to go deeper and deeper and see the place. Ibn Kathir, uh, I'm sorry, Ibn Taymiyyah said, there is no grave on earth for a prophet that is known, except the grave of Muhammad sallallahu The only grave that is known is the grave of the Prophet sallallahu and the scholar said this is ni'mah from Allah Subhanahu for the Ummah because imagine the rest of the graves are known. I'm telling you, most likely uh, these graves they will be worshipped precisely, you know, they will be worshipped. So may Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us uh, uh, tawfiq and protect us and be with us wherever we are. But my uh, advice is that we should monitor our, uh, ourselves, you know, control yourself. Attach yourself to the Book of Allah and the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu and that's it, you know. That's the easiest way of life. And by doing this, you don't have to worry at all. You don't have to worry. Because you are 100% right. But if you take from somebody else, your case is doubtful, you know. But if you take from Allah, you take from Rasulullah, you are 100% correct. But if, if you take from somebody else, your case is doubtful. So, قال وقد تكلف بعض المفسرين فذكروا فيه أقوالا فتقدم عن ابن عباس أنه قال هو قريب من أيلا وقال ابن إسحاق هو إندنينا He says there are some people, some scholars of tafsir, they do takalluf. Takalluf means to exaggerate. Takalluf means exaggeration, going beyond the limit in whatever you're doing. So he says some people, they try to, I mean, go out of control in terms of searching and talking about the place, you know, and they mentioned that Abdullah ibn Abbas used to say that it is close to the place uh, uh, which is called Ayla, uh, and some said it is close to Ninawa, the place of Yunus alayhi salam. Some said it is Bibli the room, the place of the, the, the Romans, you know, the, the, the countries of the, uh, the Romans, and some pray, some said Bilad Balqa, he says, Wallahu alam He said the easiest answer and the correct approach concerning this matter is to say that Allah knows better. Where exactly the Kahf is, Allah SWT knows. And Allah SWT is going to talk about this in a very, subhanAllah, nice way and tell us what should be the stand of a believer concerning this, this matter. So Ibn Kathir says, وَلَوْ كَانَ لَنَا فِيهِ مَصْلَحَةٌ دِينِيَّةٌ you know, Allah Allahu ilayhi wa This is what I said exactly. He said, if there is any benefit for us, 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will definitely tell us the place where the calf is, is located. But he did not. Rasulullah did not. وَقَدْ قَالَ Please listen to this hadith. مَا تَرَكْتُ شَيْءًا يُقَرِّبُكُمْ إِلَى الْجَنَّةِ وَيُبَعِدُكُمْ مِنَ النَّارِ إِلَّا وَقَدْ أَعْلَمْتُكُمْ بِهِ Rasulullah said, I have never left anything that I know will bring you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to Jannah except that I have definitely guided you to it. Allah, whatever can bring you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is found in the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu He did not leave anything, you know. He guided us towards that which brings us closer to Allah. How is it possible he did not mention this? That means it is not beneficial to us. And as, as I mentioned that these type of athar, discovering them, wallahi might be fitna for so many people, I'm telling you. So many people might lose their aqidah, might lose their righteousness because of it. So is it even good to bring it? Rasulullah did not talk about it. It is better for a Muslim to stay away from it. So he says, I have never left something that will bring you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Jannah, except that I guided you towards it. And also, I never left something that I know will take you away from hell, except that I guided you towards it. And I taught you that this thing, if you do it, it was, you will be away from hell. Allah described for us the nature of the calf, but he did not tell us the place where it is located. But he told us the description of the calf inside it, how does the calf look like inside, but then Allah did not tell us where exactly this calf is. Allah says, So this is the description that we have already mentioned. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَتَرَى الشَّمْسَ إِذَا طَلَعَتْ وَهُمْ فِي فَجْرَةٍ مِنْ ذَلِكَ مِنْ آيَاتِ اللَّهِ So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, this is part of the ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala let us see that, yes, He is the one who is in control. You know, put them in that place, do not take off their life, and they are still alive, and control the sun, and tell the sun not to rise from this way, but it should go from this way, and not to set in this way, but it should go from this way, and ask the angels also to uh, take them, you know, uh, I mean, to change that direction, as we're going to see in the next next ayah, Allah says, all together will, I mean, will definitely guide you to uh, the the power and the ability of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to do to do everything. Whoever is guided by Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, this is the real guided person. And whoever is misguided by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you can never find somebody at the capacity to guide him. Therefore, this is really a big matter that people should be worried about this, you know. If Rasulullah will be asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to strengthen his heart every day when he prays at night, in the sujood, he used to tell Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya Allah, strengthen my heart so that I can maintain my righteousness and iman and istiqamah until I meet you. Ya muqallib al-qulub, thabbit qalbi ala dinik. You know, firmly establish my heart upon the religion until I meet you, Ya Allah. If the Prophet sallallahu is to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this, we are the one who should ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala more. You know, subhanAllah. You know, how many people are there in this life? You know, some of them, they wrote books on Tawheed, you know, books on Tawheed. But now they are almost closer to not just liberalist, but atheist. 
you know that there are some people in this life you know how many people you know you know perhaps you know a couple of them you know yesterday i was talking to some of the brothers they were narrating to me some people who are so good but subhanallah they met some entities who managed to wash their brain and steal their iman you know they washed their brain and stole their iman and that's why is really necessary. This one also is going to be mentioned, inshallah. That's why I said this surah, you know, surah, surah has everything you need. But unfortunately, we need it every Friday. You know, only a little among us who will focus and ponder upon the meaning of that which is reading. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, So hidayah is supposed to be taken from who? From Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you miss that one with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you lost the guidance. You Allah. And I said, I said this is one of the, 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 the scariest, you know, moment, you know. Very scary to remember this. Which will motivate you and push you up to depend on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in guidance and in everything. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَالَّذِينَ كَذَّبُوا بِآيَاتِنَا صُمٌ وَبُكْمٌ فِي الظُّلُمَاتِ Subhanallah. Those who deny and rejected the ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the truth. Allah says, Summun. Summun means somebody who is asam. Asam the person who cannot uh, hear, deaf. Wabukmun, somebody who is dumb, the one who cannot speak. Fidhulumat. You know, they are always living in darkness. Imagine this description, Allah SWT is talking about the way the life of those people who are misguided is. And wallahi it is like this. Although they see themselves smart, but I'm telling you no. Anyone who is misguided by Allah SWT, if you're looking for somebody who is dumb, this is the person who is dumb. Because there is no life without Allah. If Allah is not involved in your life, that is not called life, you know. That is not life. You might see it's life, but it is not. It is death. And this is just a living dead person, you know. You know, living dead person, you know. Somebody who is dead but moving on earth. So Allah SWT called Wahi Ruh, soul. And Allah SWT called it also that which will give you life in Surah 2. So he said, Whoever Allah wants will guide. And whoever Allah doesn't want them to see the guidance, uh, I mean, whoever Allah wants will misguide him. Why did Allah misguide him? Because the guy wants to be guided, but Allah doesn't want him to be guided? No. That was his choice. Because of his bad attitude, Allah SWT blocked the means for him to see the truth. Allah never forced him, but that's what, that was what he chose. So we have to please Allah SWT and come forward and show Allah SWT interest in changing. And then Allah SWT will change us, will grant us ability to see it properly and to change. That's why he says, ala So the hearts are controlled by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa said, the hearts are between two fingers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He controls them in the way he wants. So dear brothers and sisters, take this matter seriously and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for guidance and istiqamah every single time you pray to Allah. 
every time you pray, ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala istiqamah. Wallahi, you really need it. Ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala istiqamah. Because if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to test you, that would be really a tragedy. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَنْ يُرِدِ اللَّهُ فِتْنَتَهُ فَلَنْ تَمْلِكَ لَهُ مِنَ اللَّهِ شَيْهَا If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to test a person, you cannot benefit him. SubhanAllah. Look at Abu Talib, right? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was talking to him, you know. It wasn't written for him, you know. He died not accepting Islam. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam did a lot to see him being converted to Islam, but he did not. When the father of Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu uh, was brought by Abu Bakr and he was too old. Imagine even Abu Bakr at that time is 60 something. I mean almost, uh, uh, almost 60. It's quite old the son you know. So as I said imagine Abu Bakr also is uh, around 60 or 61 at that time you know. When he came, the father was too, so old in the way they said, even the, 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 the eyebrows are so white, you know. Everything is white. Hair is white. Everything is white. Abu Bakr brought him to the Prophet And then the Prophet when he saw him, you know, Abu Bakr was helping him to come, you know. He was holding the, the stick the old people hold to help them to stand properly, you know. The Prophet was not happy with that. SubhanAllah, look at kindness, you know. These two, you know, you will never see friendship like this, you know. When Rasulullah saw Abu Bakr bringing the father, Rasulullah got angry with Abu Bakr, SubhanAllah. He says, Yeah, Abu Bakr, why did you do that? Why didn't you tell us we go to him? SubhanAllah. SubhanAllah. He said, You should tell me, I will go to him. And uh, Abu Bakr said, SubhanAllah, look at his feeling, you know. He said, Ya Rasulullah, he said, I, Wallahi, I wish this is the hand of your uncle Abu Talib saying Shahada, not my father, SubhanAllah. So they all love to see that, but this is not what Allah SWT decreed, you know. So the message for us, Allah SWT says, you don't have the capacity and the right to guide whomsoever you wish. Allah SWT does that. So this is a message for us. Your close relationship with others will never benefit you at all. Wallahi, if that is going to benefit, you will benefit him. Not just related to the Prophet but he took care of the Prophet in the best way. You know that? He favored Rasulullah over himself and also he favored Rasulullah over his children. You know. But as long as there is no Iman, you know, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. That's why the Prophet said, Man amalu, lam If your righteous deed doesn't have the capacity to carry you to Allah for word, you know, to bring you closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, your relationship with others will never help you. Rasulullah told his daughter, Ya Fatima tabinta Muhammad, Salini mimmali ma shi'ti fa inni la ughni anki min Allahi shay'a. He says, Fatima is calling his own daughter. He said, 
He even reminded her that you're my daughter, Binta Muhammad. He said, ask me from my wealth whatever you want. But he should know that I cannot benefit you in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I cannot benefit you on the day of judgment. You know, you have to do it yourself. That's the meaning of man bihi amaluhu aw bihi amaluhu lam bihi So man fitnatahu It means we have to be very careful not to push so much and to make Allah SWT angry in the way Allah SWT will put us into that kind of test because making a U-turn to come back it is not easy it is not easy so the best is to make it in the right way and please Allah SWT so that the guidance will be maintained for us Allah says and also when you see them the people of Kaf, we are back to the Kaf. Allah says when you see them you will think that they are they're wide awake, you know. SubhanAllah, look at this merjiza. When you see them, you see their eyes widely open. But they were sleeping, SubhanAllah. Just like there's the, some, some of those animals who sleeps with one eye and the other eye is open, and some when they sleep, you see. But this one has benefit. First of all, to scare whoever comes to see them, you know. Because the look is so scary. When you see them, you will be scared and you will run away. So nobody can come to their place. You know. They will be protected. You know, they will be protected. And also, second of all, as Ibn Kathir says, it has also another benefit because eyes, when it is too much closed, closed so, uh, so much, you know, and it doesn't open to see the light, it might get destroyed because of that. So it's a kind of protection Allah SWT granted them that the eyes should remain open. Wallahu alam. There are other wisdom which Allah SWT knows and we don't know. But Allah says, وَتَحْسَبُهُمْ عِقَاضًا وَهُمْ رُقُودٌ وَنُقَلِّبُهُمْ ذَاتَ الْيَمِينِ وَذَاتَ الشِّمَالِ وَكَلْبُهُمْ بَاسِطٌ ذِرَائِهِ بِالْوَصِيدٌ And Allah SWT says, we turn them. You know, we change the direction. They are sleeping on the left, we change it to the right. We change it to the left, to the right, you know. SubhanAllah. You know, to that extent. Allah says, وَكَلْبُهُمْ بَاسِطٌ ذَرَائِهِ بِالْوَصِيدٌ And at the same time, that dog is there in the basement, you know. Some said that next to the door, he puts, you know, the way that the dogs sit down. And ready to attack. That's what makes the place more scary because when you see the dog, the dog also is opening his eyes, looking at anyone who is coming by sleeping also. Strong protection, you know, for them, you know. Allah says, وَكَلْبُهُمْ بَاسِدٌ ذَرَائِهِ بِالْوَصِيدٌ That's why he says, لَوْ اتَّلَعَتَ عَلَيْهِمْ لَوْ اللَّيْتَ مِنْهُمْ فِرَارَةً وَلَمُلِعْتَ مِنْهُمْ رُعْبَةً وَلَمُلِعْتَ مِنْهُمْ رُعْبَةً Allah says, if you are to, to witness the place, to see them, Definitely you're going to run away from them. You cut the ways, it's so scary. Their eyes is widely open looking at anyone who is coming, you know. And the dog, you know, uh, 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 and, and, and the dog is uh, next to the door facing, uh, you know, whoever is coming, you know. And the eyes also widely open. Allah SWT says he kept them in a very scary way. He's saying, you see them, this is what Allah SWT is saying. That means whoever is to go to that place, he has to be in a state of fear. Yeah, when Allah SWT said, no, no, nobody can claim that he's brave, can stand that. 
This is Nas. Abdullah ibn Unais. Yeah, Abdullah ibn Unais. Abdullah ibn Unais, the Prophet said, Malli bi Khalid bin Nabi. Khalid bin Nabi, one of those criminals, really disturbed the Muslims and Islam in those days. And he always in, in the preparation to see how to fight Islam. You know. So the Prophet got tired of what he's doing. The Prophet one day said, Who can take care of this person? You know, who can just go and take and protect us from the evil attitude of this man? Abdullah ibn Unais said, Ya Rasulullah, I will do the job for you. But Ya Rasulullah, the problem is I don't know him. The Prophet said, Go towards the Arafat. Just keep going. You will meet him in that place. He said, Ya Rasulullah, I don't know him. How do I recognize him? Unless if he's alone. And even if he's alone, I might be seeing somebody else, you know, not him. The Prophet said, The sign is that whenever you see him, your body will start. I mean, he said, if you see him, you will feel the fear of him. <laughs> so he looked at Rasulullah and said, Ya Rasulullah, <laughs> is there anything else? Because Ya Rasulullah, throughout my life, nothing ever scared me in my life. So Ya Rasulullah, maybe if you can give me another sign, because he is a human being. Human being, <laughs> don't scare. I don't get scared of human being. He said, I never got scared of anything in this life. You know? So Ya Rasulullah, is there anything else? The Prophet said, Who are that? Just go. <laughs> so he left. When he reached the place of the, 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 the Arafat, you know, he says he saw the man. He said, SubhanAllah, the moment his eyes witnessed the man, his body started shivering, you know. Strong fear from inside and from outside, you know. Then he remembered the statement of the Prophet when you saw when you see him, so that's why I said it's a text, you know, when Allah wants to say something is going to happen, when you do this, that means when you go to that place, it is going to happen in the way Allah wants to say it. So Allah says, <laughs> You will be full of fear, of internal fear of them. And this, as I said, is a strong protection Allah granted them, you know. To protect themselves, you know, because if you see in that, if, uh, if this is how they look, for sure, then uh, people would not be interested in go in visiting the place, you know. So Allah subhanahu wa says, وَكَذَلِكَ بَعَثْنَاهُمْ لِيَتَسَاءَلُوا بَيْنَهُمْ قَالَ قَائِلُ مِنْهُمْ كَمْ لَبِثْتُمْ They lived for so long in that place. Allah says, we brought them back. You know, just like the way we uh, caused them to sleep, you know, and we preserved their body. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, after a long period of time, we brought them back. You know, they live very long time. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, we, we brought them back. And how long did they live? 390 years. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought them back. So now when they woke up from their sleep, they started questioning themselves, wait a minute, what happened actually? We, we remember that we came to this cave, but after that, we don't know what was going on. You know? 
One of them said, by the way, how long are we be, uh, I mean, are we here? They said it's actually it shouldn't it is not more than a day. One of them said no, it's not even a day. It's even some part of the day we just left and woke up. You know, Subhanallah. You know this is life. You know this is life. They live for three hundred years sleeping, and when they woke up, they found it just like just like that person who. Also, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Awkaladhi marra ala qariyatin, wa hiya khawiyatin ala urushiha, qala anna yuhi hadhihi allahu ba'da mawtiha, fa'amatahu allahu mi'ata amin thumma ba'atha. That one also, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala caused him to die for 100 years. Qala kam labitha, how long were you here? He says, labitha yawman awba'a the yawm. He said, just a day or some part of the day. You know, this is a big message to all of us that this life is just like that, you know. This life is just like that. So why you fight for the dunya? You kill yourself for the dunya. You, you chase people for the dunya. Everything dunya, dunya, dunya. So they were arguing and then they, they, they decided just to leave it with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They said, Rabbukum alam bima labithu. And yeah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows this is not a big issue for us to, you know, to waste our time on. You know, there's, they, they, even the people of Kaf also, they, they're teaching us, you know, not wasting time. How many times a, uh, you see a person studying something which is mahalaka actually? Some of these disciplines that people are mastering, you know, it is nothing but a waste of time. A waste of time. You know. It will never bring you closer to Allah. It will never bring the Ummah closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It will never ease the affairs of the Ummah even in dunya, in the dunya wise. So they told themselves, no, leave this matter. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. And now focus on our own affairs. What is in front of us? Now we are very hungry. We need to eat. They sent somebody to go to the city. And uh, they, they, they have their money with them. They said, just take the money and go to the city and buy food for us. He should go and make sure that he find the best and the halal food. So this halal thing was there since long time, you know. They said it's halal, look for the halal one. And it's good for the life of a believer to be based on this. Eating none other than the halal. Focusing on the halal thing. Unfortunately, the title is messed up, you know. In some places, even it was written in the wrong way, you know. Halal, halal, in the way you don't even trust, you know. You see, some of the, th the, the components of the thing, you know, they're wrong Islamically. But somebody might tell them, as long as the vast majority of your activities is, is correct, then the rest will be forgiven. SubhanAllah. You're living a very twisted life, you know. Twisted life. Yeah. So they said, Let him buy the food for you. And also, whoever is accepting to go, let him disguise himself. So that nobody will realize, will realize that he's coming to the city. Because what they had before, if you remember, was the battle between them and the king and the community also. 
they were chased by the community. They were given a few moments to repent and to go back to their idol worshiping. But they ran away to protect their religion, you know. So that, 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 that is what is in their mind, you know. That, that if they go to the city, they still have the same situation. And also add to that, to them, they just live just a part of the, uh, a day, you know. Part of a day, not the whole year, you know. So for sure in their mind is that they're going to see the same entities and the same personalities, you know. They do not know. That's why they were asking whoever is chosen to go and get them food, he should really be very careful and disguise himself. SubhanAllah. They say, This word, the scholars of Tajweed said, um, what do you call it? It's the half of the Quran. Allahu Akbar. But they said this, you know, this is, this word marked the half of the Quran. Allahu Akbar. They say, it means he should uh, disguise himself and make sure that he did not do anything in a way those criminals will discover him. And then they told him the reason why. The one who was advising them, uh, he told the reason why he was giving this advice. He said, Because if they are to discover you and to remember who you are, they will stone you till death. Or they will take you back to their religion. And if this happened, لَن تُفْلِحُوا إِذَنْ أَبَدًا you will never succeed in your life. That's why some scholars said, actually the concession, you know, given to the Ummah of Muhammad concerning the matter of coercion and ikra is unique, which means only the Ummah of Muhammad got that. What do I mean by that? If you are forced to say bad thing about Islam and you said it because if you don't do you will be killed instantly. And then you say something bad, but in your heart is Iman, full of Iman. But you say something bad about Islam to protect your life, Allah said it's okay. He told Ammar ibn Yasir it's okay. You know, he said to Rasulullah and, and to inform Ammar ibn Yasir it's okay. You know, so when the ayah was revealed, the Prophet told Ammar ibn Yasir what you did was fine. Because he was saying bad thing about Islam to protect his life. And in front, in front of him, they killed his mother in that, in that rude way, you know. Horrific way, you know. Nobody wants to hear the way they killed uh, that sister, subhanAllah. And the father also, according to some mentioned, they cut him into pieces, you know that. They said they put, they put, the, the, they tie his hand on a, and they, 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 they tie the, the hand, you know, with a rope and they tie, they link it to the horse and they tie another one and they let them go different direction. They broke him, you know. If this story is authentic, what kind of thing is this? And the way Abu Jahl killed the, the mother, Sumayya, you know, subhanAllah. And then they will come and tell them about human rights, human rights. That's hazard, you know. Nobody has leniency and gentleness and mercy, wallahi, than Islam. If you add up, you know, if you add up all the people who lost their life from the time of Rasulullah in all the battles, you know, all the battles, all the battles, how many people lost their life in, in, in the time of the Prophet from among the non-Muslims and the enemies? How many? A few. 
a few compared to the the people who lost their life in all the battles that uh, that happened you know the world war one and two you know and all of these wars that you see in so many places syria iraq afghanistan yemen and whatever how many people are losing their life how many people are losing their life in the name of freedom you know so nobody has the mercy of islam and people know this so the criminal will never let Islam succeed because when Islam succeed, peace is going to prevail. And criminals know that they have no place. Yeah, that's why they have to fight it to the last breath, you know. Because Islam doesn't tolerate crime at all. At all, Islam doesn't tolerate crime. Yeah, last Mahatma grant is good and help us to maintain our aqidah and our Islam, you know, and be proud of being Muslim, you know. So the scholar said, this concession is given to the Ummah of Muhammad The people of the past, they don't have this. You cannot say bad thing about the religion. You have to stand strong. Even if your heart is full of Iman, you cannot say anything. You have to say to them on their face that you're wrong. Even if you're going to lose it, your life. That's why we have heard a lot of those people, those great rabbis, you know, and great, you know, monks who are cut into pieces in order to change the correct religion of Isa salam and the correct Sharia of Musa salam. But they really, they, they never agreed. They preferred death, you know, rather than changing it. Get an idea? They preferred death because in their time, they just have to, you know, fight the evil. They cannot have this kind of tawriya. But in the Ummah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Inna Allah tajawaz an ummati al-khata wa nisyan wa mastukrihu alayhi. You know, mistake and for, uh, forgetfulness and whatever you are forced to do which you have no option. Either you do it or you lose your life, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not hold you accountable of it. Qala wa litalattaf wa la yashira nabikum ahada. So this is what happened. So the, the, the man, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not narrate the detail, you know. What happens when he goes? For sure there are a lot of things that took place, you know. We couldn't find anything from our sources. But we found something from the sources of the children of Israel. And we said, this thing the Prophet said, we can narrate it. But we say, Wallahu alam. Maybe it is true, maybe it is not true, but we can narrate it. Because they mentioned that this man left. And he was trying to disguise himself or, you know, hiding himself, walking slowly, 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 trying not to show himself to anyone, you know. He reached the marketplace and then he went to buy the food. He bought the food. Uh, but, I'm sorry. When he got the one that he, uh, he wanted, you know, he identified the food. But right after he got into the city also, he was surprised. Because all the building changed. We're talking about 300 years. The building changed. It's like a new place. He was surprised, you know, is it even true? Am I dreaming or what, you know? Is it even true that, yes, we are... I mean, what, what is it going on, you know? But then, he was brave, you know, to get inside the city to see. So he kept on checking until the time he finds a place where he can buy the food, you know, the best one he's looking for. 
and then he went and now it comes to the uh, the payment you know. he gave them the money they were surprised what are you doing give me the the price of my 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 food you know that you have taken he said that's it he said no they see that this is an old money that used to be used so the man asked him why do you get it? He said, this is the money that I was using. I left this, uh, this place uh, just yesterday. I left this place, you know, and I came back to this place, you know, and the king of uh, this place was uh, the Qiyanus or something like that. I forgot that name. He said the king was so and so. He mentioned that that king, you know. So when they see him, they thought it's Majnoon. <laughs> When he told them this, they thought this is Majnoon, you know, somebody who lost his uncle. How can he claim this, you know, that he was sleeping yesterday, you know, and he came and everything has changed, you know. So, so they took him to the king. And according to some story that life has changed, even the king was Muslim. Allah knows better. So they have Islam reached a place, you know, and on and on. So, and then the king asked him and then he narrated the story completely. So they found it so interesting, you know, and the king went by himself according to this story. They went to the calf. When they reached the calf, he told them, okay, it is, it is not good uh, for us to go all together. Uh, my brothers there might get scared, you know. They don't know what is happening because to them, you just, they just sleep and woke up. So it is good for me to go and introduce you first, and then I will come and take you. They said he left. He never came out again. And nobody was able to follow him into that, that cave. Wallahu alam. This could be correct. This could be wrong. But Allah SWT told us that this person went to the city to get the food for them. What happened in the city? Allah SWT didn't mention any detail about that. But we can get it from the other sources. And the Prophet said, we shouldn't reject what they say. Unless if it is contradictory to our religion. And we shouldn't accept what they say. Because it might be something which is not that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned and they attributed to, to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَكَذَلِكَ أَثَرْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ لِيَعْلَمُوا أَنَّ وَعْدَ اللَّهِ حَقٌّ وَأَنَّ السَّاعَةِ الْعَرَبِ فِيهَا أَثَرْنَا عَلَيْهِمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, just like the way we caused them to sleep and we brought them up back also according to their own nature, you know, they don't change, you know. The body is intact, you know, nothing changed from their body. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, alayhim, And also we give chance and permission, you know, an ability for people to, to do what? To find them. Alayhim means Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted people of that time ability to locate the place. They locate the calf, but they do not manage to see other than that person who met them. Subhanallah. Why did Allah SWT did that for them? To know that the promise of Allah SWT is true. Whatever Allah SWT promise is going to be fulfilled. Anything that Allah SWT says is going to be fulfilled. That's it. As a Muslim, you have to believe in that. Because that's the only correct thing. Allah SWT la yukhliful mi'at. Allah SWT says he is going to support his people, the people of Iman. So they manage to locate their place so that they can see, yes, the word of Allah SWT is true. And also, it is a message for those who have doubt, you know, 
on the matter of the day of judgment, whether it will happen or it will not. When they were having the argument and the debate amongst them about the day of judgment, whether it will happen, some of them said it will never happen, some of them said it will, it will happen. You know, there are some who agree and some who do not agree. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala let people to see the people of Kahf so that they will understand that the issue of the day of judgment is very simple with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the people of Kahf, they are the hujjah for anyone who is having doubt about the day of judgment. And anyone who is having doubt about the protection of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for him, if he shows righteousness and maintains his istiqamah, the story of the people of Kahf is hujjah for him. So after this, then the people who managed to locate the Kahf, they started talking about themselves, I mean to themselves, what to do with them. So some of them said, Ibnu alayhim bunyana, you should build uh, a wall to cover the door of the Kahf so that the cave so that nobody can go in. We should just provide them some protection so that nobody can go and disturb them. فَقَالُوا بُنُوا عَلَيْهِمْ بُنْيَانَ رَبُّهُمْ أَعْلَمْ بِهِمْ SubhanAllah They said, بُنُوا عَلَيْهِمْ بُنْيَانَ رَبُّهُمْ أَعْلَمْ بِهِمْ He said, just, just close the place, make a building. رَبُّهُمْ أَعْلَمْ بِهِمْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the Lord, the one who created them. He knows the affair better than anybody else. SubhanAllah yeah, You know this, after every single moment, you see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching us, you know, how to focus on that which benefit. You know, and that should be the life of a Muslim. Always focusing on that which benefit and staying away from anything that is not beneficial to, to his life. Always focusing on the thing which are beneficial and staying away from things which are not beneficial. As the Prophet ﷺ told the person who was asking him about a sa'ah, the day of judgment, he said, what have you prepared for the day of judgment? He said, Ya Rasulullah, I don't have something big, but I know that I love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet And he said, you will be with those whom you love. But the scholar said, asking him, what have you prepared for it, is a message to all of us that you should always focus on that which benefit. Because if you know about the time where the Day of Judgment is going to happen, what benefit are you going to get from this? What? 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 What do you benefit from that? Nothing. It's a waste of time. And it might harm you, actually, because if you are to know the place where it is going to, uh, I mean, the time which is going to happen, you might be negligent. Until the time it happens, then you will start being serious in your life. Those people who are having the authority, or if this is the debate, those people who won the debate, they defeated the other one, they said, we are going to build the masjid on top of the place. Question. These people who said we will build a masjid, are they the good ones or they are the bad ones? Ibn Kathir said, any opinion that says they are the good ones is wrong. Because the Prophet ﷺ said, He says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cursed the Jews and the Christians. Because they built masajid on top of the graves of the prophets. So that means even in their sharia, it is wrong for them to build masajid on top of the grave of the people. Is wrong. So that's why Ibn Qayyim, Ibn Kathir says this is a very wrong opinion. 
to have a masjid being built upon a, a, a grave, this one is wrong. The Prophet said it in a very uh, straightforward hadith. And he said, And the Prophet said, We shouldn't pray to the grave. So building a masjid on the grave or praying towards the grave also is rejected by the straightforward hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. So, and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talk about the debate after, after the, the issue of the, I mean, the people of the Kahf is closed and the people who managed to witness them, the debate that was happening amongst them when some of them are, are talking about the number of the people inside the, the cave, how many are they, are they three or are they four or are they this and that, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala narrated this and make a nicest conclusion which next uh, class which is uh, tomorrow, I will be dealing with this uh, excellent topic which as I said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after this story he talks about also the suhba and the friendship. You know, you can see sahibahum kalb, dog was, uh, uh, I mean, uh, uh, I mean, do, 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 dog was in their company. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kept the mention of the dog in his book until the day of judgment in a state of praised. So we will, we will be dealing with this inshallah uh, in the next class tomorrow. Barakallahu feekum. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Amin Abdul Rahman. The fourth question is by Sister Azmirita. Assalamu alaikum. I've heard a lecture by a famous scholar saying that he had visited the cave of Gath and he could see how the sun's light could enter the cave from certain angle. Is that true? Uh, no, it is not. Actually, that's a sign that he did not see anything. Yeah, because that's sun, the issue of the sun going like this, going like that. This is uh, before they even woke up. After that, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala did not say this is how the sun is dealing with them continuously. They get an idea this is before they woke up. But after they woke up and they went back, and last water took their life, what happened between them and the sun? And the cave is even closed. You know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says that they, the people says we were going to Ibn Alayhim Bunyana. They built something on the place. They could even close the place. At first, the cave was open. And they were sleeping in a place where sun can reach them. You get an idea? So uh, uh, they said this are wrong. Even to say that I get the cave also is wrong itself. Ibn Kathir says, you know, he says nobody knows the place. Allah never told us. That's why you have differences of opinion. Who is that person to confirm to us that this is the cave? This is only Rasulullah. And he did not do that. I might find, find a cave and I claim that this is the cave. But how do I know? And he Rasulullah so much to say yes. And he did not say that. So that opinion is wrong. Uh, May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide us through truth. Assalamu wa rahmatullah. If you attended a gathering and they're explaining some false information against the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, just reading the drugs, and the little of the information, the little of the 
for 41 times in the morning. How should we react to such a gathering, and especially the people who are the organizers of such gatherings? Should we uh, give nasiha to them in public? Ah, uh, no. No, the best is to re to look for the organizers of the event and go and try and convince him. If you get convinced, inshallah, he will try to communicate with the rest and convey the message to him. If he doesn't get convinced, then if there is any possibility to look for uh, the people and advise them, that would be good. Because usually at that place, if you are to talk, nobody will listen to you. Yeah. May Allah guide us to the truth. If the organizers are not ready to accept, we have to go to the participants. Uh, uh, then look, look for the participants and see how to locate them one after the other, inshallah. Uh, question by Billy Sayyid. Assalamu alaikum, Shaykh. Assalamu alaikum. Who needs advice and My, my advice is just to be patient. Don't give up. Keep on using the best ways you understand, but uh, exercise patience. Be patient, be patient. All of these things that people are saying to uh, you and everyone, you know, these are not new, have been said to the prophets and even worse than that. They call them Majaneen, you know. At least they call you naive, you know, and they call uh, 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 some people radical, you know. And uh, the prophets of Allah, they even called them Majaneen. You know, insane people, that's what they called them. And they were patient. So the best is, is to maximize your patience. Be patient with them. Be patient with them, inshallah. And make dua for them. And use a lot of method. You know, if you use this method today and it doesn't work tomorrow, use another one. Don't give up. Don't give up. They will understand. Be in light, Allah. They will understand. Mm -hmm. Regarding completing the Quran during Ramadan, mm. is it possible to focus on certain area and strengthen a person's recitation and proficiency rather than completing the whole Quran? Is it is it uh, advisable to focus on certain areas in the Quran? Mm. I will advise him to complete the Quran and also find somebody to teach him how to perfect their proficiency uh, to combine two goods. You know, one of them is completing the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the other one is uh, uh, what do you call uh, that uh, doing the I mean the study itself, you know, in Ramadan. So I don't advise to focus on one thing and neglect the other one, except memorization. 
except if you are busy with the memorization, I will advise you to continue with your norm. Mm. So, can a person just complete the Quran once and then focus? On yeah, I can. Least, at least do the Quran once. At least complete it once. Mm. Another question that is same brother. Is the reward for giving a clothes as charity to people? Is the reward seen as feeding the needy and who's not buying and serving young people clothes for it? Allahu Alam. But for sure is is a big reward. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who is valuing it and quantifying it. You know, but that is a big reward. Whether we say it is similar or it is not, but it's big. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows. They said the Prophet sometimes there were some narrations that says the Prophet read some surahs after the Fatiha. But the best is to avoid it. And the best is to avoid it. As I said, unless if somebody read Kulhu Allahu Ahad sometimes. Sometimes. Because that person read it and the Prophet kept quiet or he approved. You know. So since he is not usually doing it, uh, the best is to stay away from it. Just restrict yourself to Fatiha and that's it. Mm. Quran teacher asks the student to pay his tutoring fees as charity if the student insists on paying a tuition fee. Uh, Quran teacher asking the student to pay his tuition fee? No, uh, as a charity to someone else instead of paying him for the tuition. Uh, they agree to pay him but then he wants uh, the money to be given to somebody else as charity. No. Yeah, that's okay. That's very fine. Uh, if I'm not sure if I'm in the last record, but I do feel I'm correct. Is it still necessary to perform Sujud Islam? Uh, if you do the Tahari, you do the Tahari, then it's, uh, you do the Sujud Islam, meaning the doubt is there, but the vast majority of your thought is that this is the last record. You go with that. After you finish your prayer and you say salam, you do two sujood sahu after that, inshallah. The sujood sahu for the tahari should be after the salam. Mm. If the confusion is, if the doubt is so strong in a way, uh, you cannot make any preference, then you take the lesser amount. If let's say the doubt is between three and two, you take two. And then you continue with your prayer. After you complete it, before you say the salam, you do the two sujood, qabla salam. And then after the sujood, you say the salam. Thank you. I think that was the last question, inshallah. Okay, jazakumullah khairan. Inshallah, I will see you tomorrow bi-idhnillahi tabaraka wa ta'ala at five, inshallah. Barakallahu feekum. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu.